Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to Tube Labs. I'm your host, Rosh Sillers. What an exciting day. Why is it so exciting? Because I'm headed to Vid Summit tomorrow, and I have the opportunity to meet a lot of creators and people who are as geeky as I am and testing out ideas as it relates to YouTube. And I hope to report back to you many of the findings as well as maybe some short interviews along the way. Um, I'm hoping that maybe I could get a, a few shows worth of interviews or short conversations with some folks that could really help you with your YouTube channel. Today, we're talking about that first minute, the first minute of your video and the importance of that first minute. I'm sure I'll have a lot of news to come back and report to you over the next week, and I'm looking forward to that. Right now, I'm sitting in a cabin in northern Michigan, so my I'm rather limited, so I'm going to just kind of get into the topic of the day and make sure I have a podcast up, again, before Vid Summit, and I don't want to be late on a Monday, so one of the things that we talk a lot about is the click-through rate and how important that is. And I think right now, the way it stands, that is number one. The number one thing we need to get people to click. But number two, I'm starting to think that number two is that first minute. Number three, I think, is getting people through 50% to, well, 50% of the people through your video. That's what I want. So now I'm looking at it this way. Number one, get them clicked. Get them clicking on your video wherever they happen to find it. Number two, get 70% of the people through the first minute and hopefully 50% of the people through the entire video. Now, obviously, it depends on the length of the video. Look, if it's a 15, 20-minute video, are you going to get 50% of them through? Maybe not, but let's try to get them a little bit higher each time, just like our thumbnails, a little bit higher click-through rate the next time. Let's let's try to get, if it's 10% of the people make it through the end of your videos, well, then now let's try to go for 15% and see what we can do. But once we get people to the video, what are we going to do to keep them there? Now, there are conversations about intros and should you have an intro, should you have transitions in the beginning that, is, that are branding transitions, what should you have? And the answer is you need to test. Hey, this is the Tube Labs podcast, and we're all about testing. And some people will say, and, and I agree with this, that you should just jump into your video, don't have a long introduction people will start to drop off in that very first minute. And you don't want that. You're going to see that at some level because sometimes people click on your video by accident. It happens. Sometimes people realize, oh, this is not the topic that they're interested in or the type of video they thought it was going to be based on the thumbnail. It happens. You, you, you can't help it. It's going to happen. The fact is you're going to have some drop off at the very beginning, but we want to have as little as possible. Now, I used to just jump right into my videos, and then I did a test. I tested an intro, and I noticed that people stuck through the intro. It was very short. You don't want a long intro, but it, it, was, it was 
something that kept moving along and people watched. And it really, I mean, honestly, 100 to 90% in the very beginning of those people stayed and watched that intro. And so I kept it. And I've done that on both of my channels, and it's worked out pretty well. I may need to change it up at some point. I probably need to test again. But again, we want to keep 70%. Now, where did I get that from? The person that is really talking about this is Evan Carmichael. Evan Carmichael has an obsession. He, I've, I've seen a few videos, and I've, I've had the opportunity to talk with him a little over a year ago. And he has, and his team, has an obsession with keeping people on that video for the first minute, 70% or higher. And his philosophy is that if you can keep people in on that first minute, 70%, they're going to watch most of the rest of your video, which kind of leads you to that 50% mark that we give credit to Tim Schmoyer for pushing out there. And so Evan Carmichael, if you don't know who he is, he's a business and motivational YouTuber. He has about, well, he has passed 2 million subscribers. So he's certainly one of the biggest YouTubers in the business and marketing space, which is where I find myself. And it's it's a tough world. And so someone who has 2 million subscribers who is not a pure entertainment channel, for example, or a popular vlogger, that kind of thing. He, I mean, he's certainly trying different styles and doing many different things within his world of business marketing and, of course, motivation. So what are some things that you can do to keep people in for that first minute? Now, I wouldn't recommend what I'm doing, which is that intro. I would go Back to that conversation of saying, look, don't introduce yourself every single time. It is important, though, I must make note that it's important to share little details about yourself and who you are so people feel like they know you behind the scenes. For example, sharing that I am in a cabin up north. You know a little bit of something about me. You know that, well, I'm in Michigan. Well, at this moment in time, I do live in Michigan, but I do enjoy going up to a cabin up north in in Michigan, and you know that, well, you'll know now that I'm right by Lake Michigan and Sleeping Bear Dunes, and and if you follow me on Facebook, you'll have seen pictures of me and my wife enjoying our time up here, although it's about 45 degrees, but it is nice, and the colors in the trees are beautiful, and so now you know that I enjoy that. Well, adding little elements like that in the first minute can be very helpful. So I'm not saying you don't want to share anything that will help develop a relationship between you and the viewer, but you want to jump into the topic because we have to remember that a lot of people are looking for information quickly. And if you're an educational channel, that is most certainly something you want to consider. Get that information, but what you need to do during that first minute is have a hook. A hook that will encourage the people who are interested in the topic to continue on. So if you share the answer in that first minute and also share a hook, something that, you know, maybe adding another question that would help them say, wow, wait, okay, I I got the answer to this, but I'm interested in the answer to the second part. And so they'll continue on through the video. I have found that a hook every couple minutes works pretty well. And I don't always do it, but when I do it, it I, I see that people stay 
on the video. And so starting off with a hook, letting people know that you're going to answer the question, but you're also going to give them more, and that will keep them going. A hook can be a lot more than a statement from you. It can be actually a video of that peak moment. You've seen this on reality TV. You've seen where in the beginning they show you this big, explosive peak moment, and then you say, wow, I want to see what happens. How'd that happen? And they'll maybe kind of lead up to it and give you little glimpses along the way. And of course, that peak moment is when? At the end of the show. And you can do the same thing. You can use this kind of a hook a few different ways. Certainly within the beginning of your video. So if your video is seven minutes long, maybe six minutes in is when you share that moment, what happened. But you give them a little bit of a preview and just just to strike that curiosity of, well, okay, wait a minute, I'm going to go through this video and I'm going to watch this video until I find out how or why this happened. That can be really a fun way to keep your viewers involved. Now, I'm talking about this first minute and keeping them there, but the reality is you probably have three to five seconds to really get their attention. So don't be afraid to be enthusiastic. You need to bring your best self, your best work at the very beginning. And that's often with enthusiasm, emotion, something that's going to keep them in the game. Now, you can offer a number of things. Like I said, you can offer the hook, but you can say, hey, look, there, there's a prize or there's a mystery coming of some sort. There is a, a, a joke, the headline to a joke, or, I mean, th there's so many ways to approach this, and it obviously all depends on the type of channel that you have. But let's think about those first few seconds. If you are offering something that is boring or is totally different from what the headline and the thumbnail suggest, you're going to lose people fast. And some of the things that will help discourage people from staying on that video is quite often quality. If those first few seconds there is poor audio, people will leave. In those first few seconds, if the lighting or quality of the camera work is poor, they're going to judge you. They do judge you. Now, if it is a type of a video that is just kind of off base or different or funny or a cat video, obviously that quality element doesn't necessarily count as much. But if you have a regular show, you need to continuously up your quality over time. Another good way to build in that hook at the beginning is the promise of a story. Maybe mention that you're going to share the story of an interesting situation related to what you're going to tell them in the very beginning. So you can share the answer. You can share the punchline for what they're looking for. Why did they click on that video? Give them that information. Keep them there through that first minute. But also, like I mentioned before, you could have a hook about more information, but it it could be a story, and quite often, mentioning the beginning of that story or even the punchline of that story or an element of the story that you think they will be most interested in, and then you can offer up that story a few minutes in, and that will help keep them in the video longer. A few other things you can do to keep people in your video, especially in that first important minute, 
is to keep the video fast-paced. In other words, cut often. Go to a different scene, a different angle. Don't drag out a scene too long. Quite often, five seconds at a time, but it could be even faster than that, and that'll keep people engaged. Now, obviously, it needs to work with the video, and it needs to flow together, but if you can keep that motion, that movement going through your video, you're going to keep people longer. I also find that text or even graphs can help keep people involved in a video. If they see that they're going to get information, especially educational style videos, where you, you're going to show them exactly how to do something or you're going to give them data that they're going to be interested in, that can also keep them involved. So you can spend that first minute telling them what they need to know, but you can say, look, I'm going to show you exactly how to do it by going to a screenshot or, or some other form of demonstration and just let them know it is coming and then give them a complete tutorial, for example, or show them a few different ways how to do the same thing. It just depends, again, on your type of video. But I find it very helpful to show graphs and, and charts and even words because people will back up and look at it again. So think of things that you can do which might capture the attention and make people back up and look again. One thing you can do is if you have something that maybe people are going to read, it could just be a sentence. You don't want a big, long paragraph, but it could be a sentence or two, and say it takes you, you know, three seconds to read. Well, cut it at two seconds, and a lot of people will have to go back and reread it. Now, that is a signal that people are interested and engaged. Now, if you do that too much, if you have to do that for every single thing, well, maybe people will get frustrated. But, you know, it's just one little little trick, a little thing that you could do. You know, again, a graph that you can put it up there, and, and maybe it just takes a little bit longer for people to digest that graph and understand what the graph is about. But you've cut it a second before or two seconds before you think people would be done really understanding what's going on there. Again, that will increase the engagement. It'll make them actually physically go back, and that wakes them up. We have to remember, people can zone out watching our videos, and what we certainly don't want to happen is people zoning out in that first minute or getting bored in that first minute. But again, once people are in that first minute, they have a stake in it. They, they have some involvement. They want to see, in most cases, that video through because you've proven yourself in that minute. That minute is a long period of time. And if you've proved yourself in that minute, chances are you're going to keep them along the way. But if you don't, take a look at where people are dropping off and learn how to correct that issue. Now, if people are dropping off in that first five seconds before you even get to the minute, well, that's where you need to start first, obviously. So maybe I should correct myself when I talk about that pattern. First, get the click from the thumbnail, then get them through that first five seconds, then get them through the first minute. And if you get 70% of them, according to Evan Carmichael, those viewers are committed and they're more likely to watch the rest of your video. And hopefully we get 50% of them all the way through and then we can pass them off to our next video, which of course is always a positive sign. 
Hey, if you're at Vid Summit this week, make sure you come up and say hello. I'll be wandering the halls and learning about creating better videos just like you. And of course, next week, I will share some of the results of the interviews and conversations that I have with other creators, as well as technicians, as well as the people that know a little bit more of how YouTube works so we can all create better videos and, of course, most importantly, reach our audience. We'll talk to you next week. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.